you. Welcome to the George Mossy Show. I have two special guests today, so I'm going to break this down for you. This is kind of a crossover podcast. So, you know, we're doing the medium sessions with Juliana Fisher, who is a medium. And we also have someone on the show, a very special guest, because as you know, episode one of our medium sessions podcast, we talked a lot about the late legendary Aaron Carter and his career and things that happened leading up to his death. And we have a very special person in his life on this podcast. So I want to, first of all, say welcome to Melanie Martin. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so I know that you've been very quiet, right? You haven't really said a lot since these events that happened over the last year. And this is kind of the first time that you are going to tell your side of the story because there's a lot of information out there. There's yeah. a lot of people talking about you. And I think mm -hmm. it's very important now that you are able to tell what happened from your point of view because we've heard everyone else's point of view but your own. Yeah. So I want to thank you for, you know, having the courage and, and being ready to speak out because I know it takes time, courage and determination and self, you know, believing in yourself to be able to speak out when there's so many people saying so many different things. So I, I just want to thank you for choosing this show um, to yeah. voice that. All right. So we're going to jump in, right, Julian, we're going to jump in. And I want to start at the beginning because I feel like we don't know a lot, right? We know what we saw in the media. So I want to start out how did you meet Aaron and um, how long did you guys know each other until like it started turning into a relationship? Um, so it, it was real fast. Uh, I met him two days after Christmas, 2019, like right before the COVID, you know, 2020. Um, it was just social media. Um, I messaged him. I didn't think I was going to get a response, got a response. He was super sweet, super caring. Um, it, was very fast it was a relationship within a week it was like a full-on relationship wow so how yeah. would you describe that beginning of the relationship like how would you describe like how he treated you and you said he was really sweet which a lot of people who met him and knew him in person they described him in that way how did you describe yeah. that relationship i mean it was i wish i could relive that every day again you know like it was the best times when i first met him what was your life like before you met Aaron? Because we know that your life completely changed, you know, oh, yeah. when you started that yep. relationship and you were kind of introduced to this world that you weren't used to. Yeah, so I was. what was it like? He, like, were, were you working? You know, what were you doing in your everyday life? Uh, bartending. I did uh, mo online modeling, um, you know, uh, si you know, single. I didn't I've only had one boyfriend before Aaron and I'm 36. So, I'm, you know, I just worked and, you know, hung out with my girlfriends and that's it and had a little, you know, doggy. So you, you sound very independent. You sound like you're yeah. you're on about your own business. You take care of yourself. So yeah. was it weird for you to, to be in a relationship and kind of be co co coexisting with him because you've been single for so long? I mean, I, I honestly wanted that, though, because. I know I tried dating and I just gave up because I tried it before Aaron and I was like, this is not what I like, this is not right, you know, so I just kind of like gave up and then out of the blue, you know, I saw like something of him, by the way, Prince, he's in the background here, he's going to make his little appearance if you guys hear him <laughs> in the background, but I mean, yeah, I was caught off guard, I didn't think that, you know, this was going to be anything, and I saw Aaron on some article, he, I guess, like, I mean, I really, to be honest with you, didn't really know about Aaron too much, except for when he was on the Lizzie McGuire thing, and, like, I remember seeing him on that, and then 
you know, seeing a little bit of songs, but I didn't know too much about him. I wasn't like, I wasn't too much of a, like, I didn't look into that, you know? So, so you weren't a fangirl, right? You knew who he was, but you weren't like a yeah. fangirl. I understand. Yeah. So I want to ask, how did your life change when you got into this relationship? Because you obviously went from being single and doing whatever you wanted to being in a committed relationship. But this isn't a normal committed relationship. This is a relationship with a massive public figure. Like this, you can't yeah, go anywhere. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for that at all. Yeah, how did you at handle all. that? I don't I honestly don't. I mean, I've just felt, you know, fell in love with him. So I just went with the flow and just, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want to live without him. So obviously, you know, that was, gonna be if you're fiance and girlfriend you're gonna have to be around all of his publicity and all of that so so how did the fandom react to you because i know oh, yeah. I girls that are fans of justin bieber they don't like Haley, right like i know the girls yeah they always have something to say like they're never happy with like what they settle down with you know well i, see I think for fangirls if it's not them it shouldn't be you. That's how I feel about right? that. That's yeah. exactly how they are. They're like, oh, well, he can do better. I'm like, but why, if he's happy, what do you want him to do better for or do differently? I feel like fangirls <laughs> are very much like, he should marry me or no one else. So I was curious <laughs> I, to see. That's funny. I, I mean, I, I, I know that, that they treat the girls in these situations so horribly. You know, I've seen yeah. the way the fangirls, yeah. you know, I go to concerts and I used to do a lot of stuff in the music industry and I saw them firsthand and the way they treat the wives and the girlfriends and the fiancés is so harsh and mean. So would you describe Aaron as a controlling person when y'all were together? Like, how did he want you, high Prince, how did he want you to act when y'all were out in public? Or did he let you be yourself? I mean, he did let me be myself, but the thing is, though, I feel like sometimes I couldn't be myself because he would go on lives all the time and the fans would, like, say stuff to, like, trigger him. And I'll get, we can get into that with more of your questions, but, like, I tried to not make as many appearances as I could, to be honest with you, just because I wanted to avoid the drama. So you signed That's up to not- be with him. You didn't yeah. sign up for all the crazy drama, right? No, I feel and there like- wasn't too much when I first met him. It was more like later on, it just got worse and worse. I, I, I there was a lot of life. stalking going on. So I want you to talk to me about some of the problems you experienced in your relationship. You know, we've heard stories, we've seen lives, we've seen speculation videos. But something happened at your baby shower, and I kind of want you to tell us what happened because we heard and saw the video of the aftermath. We never got to hear what puts you in that emotional state. So I, I want to let yeah, you... Um... That's when I think the... I mean, things were great. We were preparing for Prince. Um, you know, we were staying at home. It was still kind of COVID lockup, I guess I would say, mm-hmm. at that time. Um, you know, Aaron was uh, doing celebrity boxing uh, when I was four months pregnant, I think. That's when he started, like, training, and he was doing pretty well. Um there wasn't too many enablers around. I would have to comment on that. Um, you know, it was just me and him and him working out. You know, he was working out pretty good every day. And I had morning sickness, so I couldn't even come to those practices. And I would just stay at home, you know, with the dogs and take care of the house. And things were great. And then, you know, he had one of his assistants come back. And she planned, like, the baby shower. And she showed up and... um I, it was like I saw a change in him, you know, just out of the blue. I went to go 
this is what happened. I went to go get prepare and buy like a baby shower dress and get like make like eyelashes and things like that. And I came back and think like it was he was not into it. And, you know, I found out some little things like there was another girl at the house from uh, friends of Aaron's friends that showed up that day and they were like bringing their daughter over and who was, you know, in her early 30s and also an OF model. Um, and then like his assistant who always talked to me before that didn't tell me that. And I just thought like there was a lot of um, like people don't know the situations that I was in and I'm not I'm not trying to blame. This is also I'm saying, I, you know, Aaron did what he did. And, you know, I, I don't want to speak badly about him, but that was what happened. He decided to do that. He, it was his actions, you know. So um, I was doing that. I came back. I guess that girl wasn't there, but, you know, she made an appearance. Then um, I came back. Aaron decided he didn't want to go to the baby shower that was planned. A very expensive baby shower, too. We didn't have to do a baby shower, but Aaron wanted to do a baby shower. He said, I want to do that. I want you to bring all your girlfriends. I want to sing. I want to do all this nice stuff. He was totally for it. Things changed. Then, you know, I got upset. I go to the baby shower. He didn't go. The assistant didn't go that was there to plan it, flew out to plan the baby shower and bring. Nobody came from Aaron's friends. None of his friends came. It was just mine. And that's kind of when, you know, the the there was that drama. And I'm just and all these people were all didn't have my back, didn't have a support. Like we didn't have a supportive system. We just had a gossiping system, I would say. Oh. Like that's all it was behind my back you know they so weren't they weren't supporting my relationship if they're not going to show up to the baby shower and they're not going to say hey what's wrong like what did melanie do you know what's the problem they're there cheering him on saying nope you should just stay home don't even go so don't be supportive they were supporting him not you yeah. so they they're always around and supporting him and do you feel that they were helping him do things behind your back? Like, do you mm -hmm. think that it, and like purposely hiding hide it? Yeah, of course. Wow, I can't imagine and what I, it's like. Feeling the the that that fakeness from people around. I mean, I was dealing with that all the time. It was a constant battle of that. So after that, you know, I did go to the baby shower. He got upset. I came back. I was opening baby shower gifts. Okay, they tried to make me look crazy. I'm sure you've seen a video. I don't want to, like, bring it, you know. Um, and they tried to, you know, get me out of the house. The assistant was a part of that. Um, then, you know, he had his little fling, whatever. You told me about, you know, this baby shower situation and how there was an assistant there who helped plan it. And you've been talking about the way people are doing things behind your back. And, you know, it seems like there's, like, an ongoing dialogue that you're not included in. So tell me a little bit more about the baby shower and the assistant. And, and there's a little more to this situation. Um, well, basically, um, it was, you know, I was given under the impression that they were just friends and she was an assistant, but it was more than that. And I didn't know that until a, a year later from both of them. Like they and both did not. How, tell long, how long was she an assistant for him? 15 years. Okay. So, and, and but the thing is, though, he never spoke about her even in the beginning of my relationship. I didn't even know who she was until a year in, and then she came back. He didn't speak about her. He spoke about other ones that he had, but never about her. So I didn't even know who she was. 
And she's the one that planned the baby shower. Yeah. When she, he called her and was like, oh, guess what? Like, I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but me and Melanie are pregnant. And he was all excited and telling everybody that he knew <laughs> his whole phone book. And then, um, you know, she was like, oh, you guys should do a baby shower. And at first we were going to cancel it. But then she's like, no, I want to come and plan it. And she flew in and all that. So that's what I don't understand. And I was being all these lies and it's just it's all manipulated manipulation. And you found out that she slept with Aaron. Yeah. And when did you find this out? Um, A year into her no, being back as an assistant. So, mm -hmm. so she waited. Is she the one who told you, or did someone else tell you? No, they both did. So she, wow. I just so think this, it's all manipulation, and I've been dealing with this for way too long, and it's just so I, you're I interacting with this person. They're a part of your life, and this person is keeping this secret from you this whole time. And everyone knew. Everyone else knew, just not you. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. It's like you're you're a stranger in your own home. It's like you're walking around and there's all these strange people in your home. There's just so many things going on in my head all the time. And it's like, do I stay or do I, you know, do I work on the relationship or I, do I deal with all of this? All right. And how, how did you come to a decision? Because some people will look at it as there was so much going on. She could have walked away. But how did you outweigh the good and the bad in that situation? Because I basically thought, you know, I can't live without him in retrospect. You know what I mean? And that's what, you know, he touched my heart and all the other stuff was kind of something that I had to. I mean, it was just part of life, but we there was interesting circumstances. Well, you said to me before that without social media, without all the people around he yeah. was the person, the love of your life. He was the person you yeah. needed to be. I mean, we would go all... on date night by ourselves once in a while. It wasn't very often because he wasn't too social. But when he did want to be, you know, he would treat me really well. And especially, you know, there's videos out there too, but then, you know, off video too. And well, I right. feel like hey. I didn't tell people enough when he was a re when he was here. And I felt like I wish I did tell a little bit, but I think that there was so much noise going on with all the other stuff that I never got a chance to say that because I was upset most of the time, you know what I mean? With right. all the other stuff that went on. And when you're in love, it's not a necessity or it's not necessary for you to prove how in love you are to people. Because I, I, I think a lot of people- you wanted that though, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are like, I don't need to go out of my way to prove my love, but- yeah. In this situation, you know, it would have been better for people to see because people only remember what they saw on TikTok. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, if, if the tables were turned and I brought an assistant, that would have never happened. Like Aaron would have never been OK with that. But, you know, I feel like I let him, you know, make a lot of the decisions. And In a normal relationship, it's not abnormal to let someone make their own decisions. You know, that's that's a normal part in a healthy relationship but again he wasn't able to comprehend what a healthy relationship was That's you know we have, yeah. we have to remember you know the, his home life and the things that he saw growing up and mm -hmm. we can't really hold him fully accountable for the way his relationships were because yeah. he was doing what he knew and we can only hold people accountable for what they were told and what they saw and you know if he never saw a relationship where you always made the right decisions, you always treated a person right, you always, you know, kept your temper down, We then we could hold him accountable. But that's not the life that he, the
those weren't the cards he was dealt. You know, what he had to go through growing up, it shaped a lot of who he ended up to be. Yeah, we went to couples counseling and everything. And like, I mean, I feel like it helped a little bit, but then it would back, it would take a step back when different people would come. It's like his manager was, you know, I tried to get him help one day and, and it was, there was like a recording that they recorded. And I said, you know, you're supposed to be going to rehab. Like you're not supposed to be going out buying Lamborghinis with your friend. Like, I don't understand what you're doing right now. Like, and he goes, just get her out of here. And just, that's not Aaron. That's the side that, you know, unfortunately we had to see, but that's not him. That's the manipulation. And I think they call it backsliding when you take, two steps forward and then you you take a step back and and a lot of like what you said it's it's him being reacquainted with people that were helping him take steps back they didn't want him to change for the positive they wanted him to stay exactly where he was oh and they also were on documentaries saying that they were helping him with rehab too by the way but then there's recordings of me saying hey i'm here to help aaron and then he's like no we're gonna call the cops if you come here you can't trespass in our house you need to go back to your mom's house it's just so it's, I dealt with stuff like that. It's all it's the manipulation. It's like manipulating and then they're creating a narrative. And I think that's why it was so important to talk to you because people have been creating a narrative about you. And I hate narratives because narratives are not always true. And people it's normally a one-sided narrative. Like when a person has a relationship and the person cheated, they they create a narrative that this person is, is a liar, a cheater, a manipulator. There's always two sides of the story and then there's a the truth. So I thought to talk to you and get the real truth is better than a narrative because the internet is filled with narratives about you. Yeah, thank you. And I think because of Aaron, uh, Aaron grew up in a very damaged parentship. So his father was cheating on her mother. And I think for Aaron, he was not like, um, maybe he was not feel guilty for all this stuff or thought it's normal to cheating because he grew up with parents who has a really damaged relationship. And I think that um, for Aaron, maybe it was normal to see this all and to did all this stuff because um, he had not a normal childhood because of his parents. This is my opinion to all this. I agree with you. I believe in controlled chaos. And when you grow up in, in controlled chaos, you know, you watch cheating. Cheating is only wrong if you believe it's wrong. And when you grow up and it's happening around you and people don't fully understand love and how to show love and how to express love and how to be faithful, you don't see it as wrong. Because I learned this because, my, you know, my parents are divorced. Everyone in my family has been divorced at least once, most people more than once. And I know that people don't look at cheating as cheating because when they were raised a certain way, you know, when they saw it, it was okay. And then the, the mom yeah. cheated on the dad or vice versa and they stayed together. They don't see it as, as serious as it is because they look at it as, well, it didn't end their relationship. So it wasn't the end of the world. So I, I think you nailed it. I think you really did nail so the fact too. that he he was a part of a toxic, chaotic environment and it shaped who he was, even into manhood. It shaped what he expected to get from a relationship. And unfortunately, Melanie, even though you've done everything right, you've given him the things he asked you, you were faithful to him, you gave him a child, you were helping him change into a better person. Unfortunately, who he was and who he was as a child, it still was overcoming his life. How long would you say that you guys were in a relationship before this type of stuff happened? Because the relationship you explained earlier, it was I much just think different. he wasn't given the right, like, he wasn't used to the stability of a relationship, to be honest with you. Like, 
it was like once it was good no let's not make it good anymore you know like but he always said he wanted a wife and he wanted a baby and he wanted this and he wanted that and he wanted the stability but then when it's there i don't know well you make a good point because a lot of men are under the impression they want a wife they want a family and they want kids but like you said when they get it they weren't raised in like the type of relationships that are healthy so they don't understand how to maintain a healthy relationship because we're only a product of our environment. You know, what yep. we've seen, what we were growing up around and especially his background in the entertainment industry, you know, in the entertainment industry, people just hop from person to person, right? You can't, you can't expect healthy relationships because people, they don't see that, they don't practice that. It's not something that they're used to. And even when things are going well, we've seen many celebrity relationships where everything was fine. Then one person cheats on the other and leaves them and marries someone else. Like, it's it's super common. So it's I can't imagine what it's like for you because you literally were doing what he wanted. You you wanted to be his his wife, you wanted to have his kids, you wanted to start that family. And then in turn, you doing what he asked you, you were going through these situations with flings and other women. And then on top of it, you have all of these people around you who seem to be working for him and not you. They, yeah, they and also also pretending like they were helping. That's the worst part. So basically, two-faced people and helping him cover things up. And I can't imagine that it has to be hard when you're in a relationship, but you're, you're basically in a relationship with all these people because all of these people <laughs> yeah. have their hands Thank you, in your George. relationship yeah. and you yeah, trust none of them. I could never get rid. Once I got rid of one person, another person came back. I'm like, how is this even possible? Like, so how did things change after the baby shower because i know that was a pretty major um event in the relationship did you did you lose trust or did you guys I work it trust. out honestly i'm just gonna be honest with you i mean i was super disappointed i was like i was excited i saw a change in him he did the celebrity boxing i noticed some changes i was hopeful i would say i thought things turned around to be honest with you but then after the baby shower incident with the other woman i just kind of gave i lost hope after that before so, that i had a little bit of hope so in your opinion i always like to ask this question when things like this happen do you believe that you and aaron's relationship would have worked much better and and flowed better without all these people in it of course but that's you know i don't want to sound like that controlling person but yes i do think of course i do because he you know, he did struggle with his, you know, mental health issues. And I don't know if necessarily it was, it was easy to have a fiance and all that, but you know, everybody should be given a chance at love, you know, and I gave Aaron that chance. I tried. Absolutely. Yeah. I was so, going to say you did your part and you fulfilled your end of the bargain. Right. And I feel like that's, that's all that you can do. And And a lot of times when these relationships go wrong, it is the, the outside interaction is the outside contact with people who have no business in your relationship in the first place. Like you it would have been a lot, a lot easier. I'm not saying it would have been, it, Aaron wouldn't have been Aaron, but it would have been a, a lot easier. So is this the only time there was any infidelity? Like, or do you know? Uh, no, there was more infidelity, but I don't really need to get into it. So more. Okay. All right, so when he went on live um, talking about something that happened on Valentine's Day, this was um, 
around the time, you know, I did a podcast. I was covering Darcy and Stacey, and we were talking about mm-hmm. um, this on my podcast. And Georgie yep. is someone, you both are from the same country. You're from mm-hmm. um, Bulgaria, right? Yep, that's where I'm and from. you guys were connected um, through texting, right? No, no not texting, just uh, social media. Um, I did speak to a couple more 90 Day Fiance people and, you know, girls and the guys and Aaron, too, actually. So it was kind of like the whole, you know, we really liked that show during uh, the COVID. We were like, really, we really liked that show. It was nothing. The Aaron kept on going with that narrative. But I mean, I never even left the house. Well, right. right you, mentioned, you mentioned this was during COVID. So I believe yeah. Georgie was in Miami at the time. Okay, I wouldn't know. I never, um, I never followed with, uh, up with that, any of that. But so nothing happened because I know um, Darcy no. went on Entertainment Tonight and she said absolutely nothing happened. Yeah, but not, for some, nothing. for some reason, the fans didn't want to believe anyone that said it didn't because Aaron went on live and he was sure that it did. And I don't know if he meant like he thought y'all were like emotionally cheating. You know, I don't know what his um context was because you know some people look at it as if you're talking on the phone with them and you don't tell me it's cheating but i don't know what the the context is but we want to make it clear right now yeah Yeah. you never actually met georgie in person no i never planned on doing anything like meeting him either like it was nothing like that so yeah so this was just something that it went on the live, he went on live, he said it, and, and people ran with it. Because Georgie yeah. has never really commented on it, but Darcy was very vocal. She was like, this never happened. You know, yeah, he's never because it's her. the truth, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we can clear it up. Because, you know, yeah. Nadia Fiance, that's that's my thing. Like you said, it's everybody's guilty pleasure, especially during um, COVID. I definitely understand why you guys were bonding on that show. I've had a Nadia Day Fiance podcast almost four years. You know, I, I'm, oh, okay. I'm super invested. Yeah. I know every single person who's ever been on the show. We're about to start a trivia podcast where people do trivia and, and I have no life. Like this is whole my whole thing. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how I was introduced to you um, at that time because I didn't know that you and Aaron were engaged at the time. So when I heard about you, it was through that messy okay. story. That yeah. Mess. Juliana, I want you to tell me a little bit more about this Darcy, Georgie, Melanie situation because you told me that you know for a fact there was absolutely nothing going on. And I know Melanie just told us there's nothing going on, but I know that you have proof. And I know with your gift, you were able to tell us, we talked about this on the podcast last week. Um, you can see when people are being, um, there's infidelity in a relationship or being dishonest. So give me your insight, your clairvoyant take on what was going on between Melanie and Georgie. Yeah, I think um, that Melanie was not cheating on him. And I think oh, it's no. absolutely not possible to cheat on him because she was with her newborn baby in another room and him. so like uh, how can you uh, cheating on someone when you are in the same house in another room and the person um is in another state like so she was just um talking with him about the um 90 days fiance show and um just that people maybe um have the same or darcy and stacy has the same uh, trouble like aaron and melody no. sometimes no. No. sorry you guys so, yeah no. a lot of people maybe are jealous or they don't like him and so they have a really similar 
uh, relationship. And I know that Melanie was not cheating on him. She just was asking him about the 90 Day Fiance show. There was no flirting or nothing other stuff. Like, yeah. So in your opinion, um, and you know for a fact there was no cheating, was there just, was this like a jealousy situation? Do you just feel like it was more, I wish she wasn't talking to this person. I, I, it's making me feel insecure. You feel like it was more like that? You know, um, that's how I felt. Oh, you're talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you can. <laughs> well, no, I just, um, it was basically, you know, I saw him doing that a lot and I got very insecure and I kind of was like, oh, you know, I'm going to just do the same that you're doing. And I'm just going to, you know, if it's such an issue, you know, you can talk to them, you know, I'll do the same and I'll talk to whoever I want, you know. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that was the right route, but um because he was very upset and it backfired because he made up some things that weren't true. Obviously it's not true. So, and um, he had a lot of people manipulating him and all that. So that was also a way, you know, um, he, you know, was able to make himself look a little better now in the public size, because, you know, now I could say Melanie did this, unfortunately. And I think Aaron was cheating on Melanie a lot of times. I think Aaron maybe was afraid the whole time or was worried about that, that um, she could do this now. And that's why he was like so jealous on her that he say, okay, um, now I have something to say too, because maybe then he feel a little bit better because he knows that he feels guilt because he was cheating on her a lot of times and she was not. But um, maybe he have the feeling, okay, now he felt not guilty anymore. She did maybe the same, but she's not. She was in another room with her newborn baby. Like, how can she cheat it? And I wasn't ever thinking. I mean, obviously, you can see from the, if I'm, I'm in the relationships trying to work it out and know that, you know, if you want to be sober and live a healthy life, you have to live, you have to be with the right person. And I tried that. I can say that I tried so hard. And, if I wanted to be infidel, like infidelity, I would have not been with Aaron and I would have been single on my own raising Prince alone, but that's not what I wanted. Well, right. I mean, you, you brought up to me that this relationship that people assume that you had a smooth selling easy life in costed you a lot of money. And I don't want to get like technical here, but like, yeah, this, it, this was a very expensive relationship. And it wasn't just because it was to, you know, it was both of us making, you know, we had to pay for a lot of things that happen because of, you know, being online and, you know, social workers, things like that. And just being honest, like it cost a lot of money. His assistants, you know, were always scamming him and I had to pick up the pieces and try to like fix all these, these bad decisions he would make when he was alone. And it was not easy. That's like, it was not just raising Prince, it was not just being in a relationship. It was dealing with all these other sides to it. All the dogs that we had, his assistants kept on sending him information on getting new puppies all the time. And it's like, we had so much on our plate. I don't understand how we had to deal with so much of that. All right, so I wanna talk about not just the RV, but the teeth. So I know we're talking about how much you've invested in this relationship and I know you purchased an RV and I, I heard that you got Aaron new teeth and it's not a, a vanity thing, right? You doing this for Aaron was for his health. And I think a lot of people don't know the reason that you did it. 
Yeah, I mean, there was just some stuff he needed to go do. You know, I recently have been doing dental work too and I know how important it is you know I had some bad things going on with my teeth too like I took care of that like you got to take care of your health I always encouraged him in that stuff mm -hmm. and um you know I just try to better his health and I feel like when people call me a gold digger it just really hurts my feelings because that's just it discredits me and everything that I worked hard for and it just really hurts so, well, yeah, you were making really tough decisions and you were you made the decision to get his new his teeth of veneers done. And that crowns, which are actually not even veneers cover up your teeth. Crowns are where you actually need like new teeth. Also, That's these are all serious. new. And if you if you wouldn't have done this, it would have caused more medical issues. Yeah. So when you did this, this was because you wanted him to be okay and, and it's health to be okay. This wasn't, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it was a cosmetic. No, this was not cosmetic at all. This was for the bettering of his health situation. Yes. Things and like that. So and just the RV, you know, he wanted an RV because his dad was, you know, he was really missed his dad and things like that. And it's just really sentimental that he wanted the RV. I I bought an RV, you know, put a huge down payment on it. It wasn't, you know, in the restaurant on credit, you know, um, things like that over a hundred thousand dollars. Um, it's just, it's hard to hear this stuff when they don't know the facts. Well, yeah, they're saying that you're using him for money when you spent so much money in this relationship. And it, it, it's not even about money. Cause I don't even want to talk about money. Yeah, You did it because you were in love and you were building a life together. You could exactly. care less, right? You could care less how much money you spent. It was, you were building a life together and that life was going to be forever. So it, this and was it, something- It also put a smile on his face when he got those teeth. He felt confident again. That's what hurts out of all of this, you know? Like he was starting to feel a little better. Like I, he was really happy with his teeth. Well, it's, this is crazy because I always hear, you know, different stories and I heard stories about the teeth. And it's so yeah. interesting to hear you tell me what really happened because the internet yeah. is, like I said, just full of narratives. There's yeah. Yeah. people who want to say what happened and who paid for what and who did what. No one knows what was going on in your relationship. And I think it's so important that people realize that if you wouldn't have been in this relationship, you would be in such a different place financially, right? Yeah. Like you would have yeah. so much money, but you invested in a life with him. And, you know, it, it turned out the way it did. That's one thing. But you never in a million years were interested in Aaron because he was going to take you to the Chanel store. And I think no, it's important. I already went to the Chanel store before I met Aaron. I'm just <laughs> right? dating facts. <laughs> you were single for so long. You were you were yeah. taking yourself to Chanel for years, right? Yes, like, that's that what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that hearing that and clearing up the the information, especially about the RV and the and the teeth is is eye-opening. And I think people when you're online and you're making assumptions about people's relationships and who's paying for what and who's doing for what just take a step back and realize that unless you can see their bank account and bank statements you have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> yeah so i want to address real quick there's some facebook posts that have um, been made by aaron's mom and i know she's been implementing and saying that oh certain people are involved in this certain people are involved in that and her kids and other people and you um, I just want to address that a little bit because I know this is very, it's a horrific thing that she's been saying online. So I just want to know, how is this situation between um, Jane and you and is there hope for it? I mean, to be honest with you, my best thing I could say is that since I am starting fresh in a new year, I'm going to, you know, not do what I did with 
Aaron and try to make things better with the situation. Unfortunately, it's too, too I loved Aaron, so there's a difference. Um, you know, I was willing to work on anything, but at this point in time, when I see such toxicity and that it's been going on around for so long, I just choose to not surround Prince on that um, based on the posts that I've seen and things like that. And I just think it's better to not deal with ups and downs anymore. We we can't, we've already suffered enough. I don't feel like it's in our best interest to deal with t uh, toxic anymore. So I respect your decision a hundred percent. As a mother, you have to make decisions that are what's best for your child. Prince needs and to be in a stable environment and he can't, he already, you know, has lost a lot. So it's, yeah, it's important that if people can't behave in a non-toxic manner, that they should not be around such a child who has, like you said, has so much going on, so many things. At his age, there are people our age who haven't gone through as much as he has already. So he doesn't need anything more. They have to protect, I have to protect him on all costs. You know, it's all about him, not about me, not about, it's about who he's around. Yeah, and family, one thing I learned, family is not always by blood. You know, mm -hmm. we don't have to continually give chances to people because they're our family. We have yeah. to let people show who they are. And if they can't respect and be the right person in your life, we have to let them go. You know, I have a brother I haven't spoken to in almost two decades. Okay. Like you have to <laughs> let people go. And I, I definitely understand that your decision is the right decision. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that we could, um, we could, um, clear that up. Yeah. So I want to talk about a little bit about the media session, the medium sessions that you had with Juliana. Juliana is here, so she's going to be able to kind of go over what you guys were able to talk about. But I was told that you were quite skeptical um, mm -hmm. about the um, this realm of souls and mediums and psychics and things like that. So I want to get a little idea from you of where did you stand when she reached out to you? Did you get the message and be like, oh, my God, this lady is crazy? Or like, how did you react to that? <laughs> Um, you know what? She seemed really sweet and she, you know, was and got the merch and stuff and she still, you know, um, gets the love merch and um, we connected. I thought she was really sweet. And then, you know, I just listened to what she had to say because even though I'm skeptical, skeptical. <laughs> so I like that. I like I like that you entered in with an open mind because I was raised in a religious cult. So it was hard for me to believe, you know, any of this stuff. So but after I left that, yeah. cult, I got an adult, I, I started looking at things with a more open mind. And yeah. so when you had sessions with her, was there anything that transpired in those sessions that made you believe a little more? Like, I'm just yeah, curious. After, after he passed away, there's some stuff that she knew about things. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know if we talk about it or. Yeah, yeah Juliana, did you want to give us a little insight? Because we know none of us were in these. These are very private sessions. So first yeah. of all, thank you for allowing us to hear some of this information. I know some of it is private, but the fact that you guys are even willing to share that, we just appreciate this insight. So when it's okay for Melanie, I want to talk about our afterlife session. Well, I just ask you if it's okay to share with the with the public uh, two or three things about our afterlife. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. 
so yeah um at first of all i was really afraid and nervous because i thought oh my god there are really a lot of mediums um maybe who uh, reached out to melanie and said hey i'm a medium i can talk with your fiance and i don't want to give her the feeling that i'm like a weirdo too you know i want to give her the feeling that i don't want money for the session and i really just want to get all my informations what i got through aaron to melanie and so i asked melanie did Erin uh, ever said to you like Prince need a princess when Prince was born? Because um, I hear that they had a really hard uh, pregnancy, but um, I get through him that he said to me like, uh, ask Melanie because I told her when Prince was born that he wants another baby. So like Prince need a princess. And I asked Melanie if that was correct. Yeah. And, and was it correct? Yeah. Yes. So that was definitely that was actually a conversation that transpired. Yeah, right after. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Then I asked Melanie because of a chain. I said, Melanie, do you have a chain from Aaron? And if you, when you have this chain, do you hold it in your hand like this and make like this, and you have the feeling that there is like his energy is there, or like there is a part of Aaron in your hand, like you know, and you uh, make like movings like that with the with the chain <laughs> yeah this is what i asked melanie and is that is that accurate yeah that was that was right yeah what yep. that's yep. freaky so you so juliana tell me did you like see a visual of this chain in melanie's hand is that how you yeah. saw it yeah uh when i connect me with the death or when I make an afterlife sessions, I have vision like in my head or I get information it's like a movie. This is what I told you in the second podcast. And it was the same. I I was like, I don't know. I saw that Melanie was sitting and um, she had the uh, chain in her hand and make like, I don't know, like this when you have a chain in your hand. And yeah, and I saw, I um, said to Melanie that Aaron feel very sorry for everything what he ever said about her in the public and it was not about her it was like and was not have a good self-worth and he felt like not man enough sometimes you, you know that Melanie is like a big price for him you know what I mean and sometimes he feel like he wants to show the people that he is correct just to um I don't know wants to show that he is better than her, like a battle. I don't know. And after he passed away, he said um, he felt very sorry for everything what he was talking about her in the public, what he did to her, because now he still with the all hate by her own. And he never wanted that people have this picture from her because it was not like that. Aaron said this when he was manic. Aaron said this when they struggled. And Melanie was the whole time quiet. You can't see in every live or interview that Melanie said some negative stuff about Aaron. She never did this. And I think it's really important to say that too, that um, Melanie was the whole time quiet. She never uh, was talking about Aaron like Aaron was talking about Melanie. So am I allowed to ask Melanie, why did you feel that it was important for you to protect him and to stay quiet? Even if things that he was saying wasn't true about you, why did you feel it was important to stay quiet? I just feel like it's better to not sit there and argue, you know, and because I know he unfortunately would change his attitude a couple of days later. And so I knew that already. It, it was like a, it started to be a pattern. Mm. So um, it wasn't it wasn't worth fighting, especially not publicly. No, 
one thing no. we know about you is you are very private. You are not going to yeah. air your information online. Yeah. And I and I thought um, that was very important to tell this to Melanie that he feel very sorry. And I uh, never knew this. Yeah, story she told before, me that before um, Melanie and Aaron if they had struggled or not because I was not follow Aaron. I was following him when I was a child. Like every girl, like Aaron mm. Carter or Nick Carter was like our childhood yeah. crush. Like every woman went when he was a child and so I was not follow him and now after I talk with him I can really feel and understand what he is meaning to say sorry to Melanie because a lot of a lot of troubles and he was treated like Melanie in the public a lot of times and Melanie was the whole time quiet and now I think since his past that he failed that need that she now have to deal with the with this hate on Twitter or I don't know, social media uh, by her own. And this is really hard. And she have a child from him and have to protect her own and the child. And I think that's why it was important for him to say, I'm sorry. I would never um, want this like this way. Yeah, when we would, when he would disconnect from social media, I mean, we were good. That was at our best moments. It was the social media that was an issue. I don't know what it was, but I mean off off instagram when he would delete his instagram you know for a period of time that was mm -hmm. one of the best moments that i had with him that just, just by just with him that's it nobody else nobody calling him in his ear all the time and I nobody do, you know scamming him for money and stuff i do believe that most toxic things start online i know people are like oh the internet it's gonna it's gonna improve our lives and make it better I don't know if that's true or not. I think that it's a double-edged sword and we deal with a lot of BS from the internet and it's ruined so many relationships, it's ruined lives. And I think social media, the power of social media is just so massive at this point. And, and people don't realize how much of a toll it can take. So, oh, I wanted to ask, um, what did you, so Juliana, I know you're a clairvoyant and you can look into photos, you can look into people's eyes and you can see into their soul. Um, I don't know if this is too personal. Stop me if it is. But when you looked into Aaron's eyes, what did you see? Um, I saw a lot of sadness in his eyes. And I also saw that um, he was like obsessed with some bad energies because of the drugs. And I think that's why he was like very easy to manipulate because he was not his own. He was not in his own mindset, I think. and. Um, that's why I think since he's passed and all this negative energies was a way that he can't think like clear that he was clear. And that's why I think uh, he reached me out also to say apologize to Melanie. So it was very important to him um, before he crossed over that he needed to know that Melanie knew he was sorry. Yeah. That was very important. But that since helped me. I, yeah. Because since that day, when I was talking with Melanie, I had tears in my eyes the whole time when I was talking with her because I really felt that he really loves her. No matter what all these fucking internet trolls, I'm sorry for saying this, uh, are saying or that he just is the baby mama or I don't know, he really loves Melanie and I felt this in this afterlife session so much and after the afterlife session I felt that he found like peace. He, he felt like so far away like he can gone like this feeling. You feel that he's he stayed around longer 
until he knew that Melanie knew that he was sorry for all of the things that he put her through. Yeah. Do you believe that if he was still here, that they would have worked things out? Because a lot of people say, like, I know, Melanie, you said it just turned into a little pattern. Y'all would fight. Things would be fine. Do you feel like this fight before he left the world wasn't that big of a deal? Y'all would have made this work? Yeah, we would have made it work. Yeah. Juliana, do you feel, is that how he felt, too? Yeah. So this relationship wasn't over because I know at the time when he left, things weren't great. But as you've been telling me, you know, the, the people around him, the people in his ear, the manipulation, the lying, the secretive stuff, that had yes. a big part in that. Yes. So I want to talk about the subject of demons, because this came up on our last podcast. And first of all, Melanie, what's your opinion on demons? You believe that there can be a demon inside of a person? I don't even know what that means, honestly. So I wish I I could know that. Juliana, I want to ask you, because a lot of times, because first of all, the relationship that you and Aaron had, I felt in the beginning and the relationship towards the end it wasn't the same. So Juliana, in your opinion, was there someone controlling Aaron's thoughts and actions? Do you believe that there was something other than him? Yeah, absolutely. Because I every day have clients with demons in herself because they take drugs or they are depressive. And uh, when you feel very weak, it's possible that a demon catches your body and control your mind and that you are doing things what you would never do in, when you was in a normal mindset. So yeah. And um, I think you can see in some pictures from Aaron when he was still alive that his eyes was really big and black. Like, and this is how you can see when someone has a bad energy because maybe of drugs or maybe of other stuff. So yeah, I I really believe because before I made the heaven session with Aaron that I can bring him from the between world to heaven, I cleared his soul from all this negative stuff. And this was really a lot of, demons and negative energies because maybe from duster or mariana or from depressions so melanie how do you feel about that do you feel like there were times when you didn't recognize him do you feel like he was doing or saying things that you didn't recognize yeah of course it wasn't aaron it wasn't it wasn't my aaron at all and but what makes me mad is that people would go with that and they didn't see that there was something going on there and that it wasn't him and they would just go with it and continue to let like I just don't understand that I I think it's really difficult for people to believe these types of things and you know I didn't always believe you know I was raised in a religious cult we were taught we weren't supposed to believe and I think a lot of times people want things to make sense they need to be able to explain it and, you know, I think in, in the realm where we live, there's what we can see. There's this universe there's, and there's other things that we can't see or explain. And I think that especially celebrities are highly vulnerable to be taken over by spirits mm-hmm. or other bad things. So we had this conversation about Britney Spears. We've had this conversation before. And I just think it's it's very important that people know when you see, especially like the things that were going on in Aaron's life, a lot of people said mental health, but maybe this was something else. Maybe this was someone completely different. He would have never done those things. And I think that a lot of people need to open their mind and open up the way that they they view the world and the, the spiritual world. And maybe mm-hmm. we can start to understand more and then maybe we can help people. Like there's cleansing processes, Juliana, that you've talked about where you can help clear and cleanse a person's soul instead of we just yeah. let, let people self-destruct. 
You know, maybe we can take steps, we can recognize this and take steps to save people. So Julia, I wanted you to go in a little bit more of the cleansing process and how you help people move on. Because you've told me that it can take months and even years to get people ready to move from that realm to the other. And then I want you to touch on how long it took um, for you to help Aaron move into the, the heaven realm. Um. So um, when I see that a soul is like in a between word, like they're here and another part is like um, away in the, another uh, dimension, um, then I send a light energy to bring them to the heaven, to the heaven dimension. And mm -hmm. then they are like six weeks um, away. Like, so it needs sometimes six weeks that the soul can really go from here to heaven. And um, when someone can't get help from a sidekick, then like Leslie Carter, then they stuck in the between world over years and they can't find a way to heaven. So if they can't find someone to help, so this is something they can't do on their own. No, I didn't know that. Okay, so and and if they can't find um, someone to channel their soul or energy, they're literally stuck there as long as it takes. Um. Yeah, sometimes it takes longer because maybe a soul was stuck in the between world over years and sometimes it goes faster. And by Aaron was like, it was six weeks. And when I was reaching out for the first time, he was like really weak and really full of negative energies. And after the six weeks, when he was like clean, I can talk with him very clear in the afterlife. And he was like, I don't know, he's looking like fresh up. Like he, when he was dancing by, with the stars, like this way. So he changed oh. his his um, shell, like, yeah. So even in the between world, you can tell if someone is healthy or not. Yeah. You can still I see that visualization of their body. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So you saw that once you cleansed his soul, he looked much better, much healthier, yeah. and he was in a better in a better state. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. And how long was he in that better state before he moved on? Like, what were, like, the top three things that he needed to accomplish before he could go? Uh, what do you mean? From uh, the between world to heaven dimension? Yes. Before he would go, like, when you guys had sessions, what was yeah. very important to him? I know one of them was for you to deliver the message that he was sorry to Melanie. What else did he want to do before he could be um, at peace and move forward? Um... It was like a healing pr process for him. So when I uh, took him from the between worlds to heaven, it was like a healing process. And it's um, called like um, healing sleep. When souls are um, healing from the life here, when they was sick or when they have depression or they had a really horrible life, they need to heal. And he was healing the whole time. And we, he was talking with me a lot of things uh, from his life. But I felt that his biggest wish was to talking with Melanie um, oh. and say apologize to her. And then, I don't know, but it was the feeling like he can found peace in heaven and can stay there. Because the time before, it was like he was here on earth the whole time. And I said, you have to go to heaven and stay there. But he, he won't because he wants to tell his story and he wants to apologize by Melanie. And since this day, oh, yes. um, he's like, yeah really in heaven or he is arrived in heaven right now got you got you all right so i want to talk about the love merch because there's some there's some information online you know um with the fans 
are saying things like, oh, well, the love merch is is Melanie's. It has nothing to do with Aaron. And I just want to get a little background on this love merch. How did it start? Um, and what what was it started for? Because I want to make sure that everyone is aware of what's going on with this love merch. And I know that both of you are wearing it right now. So I want to make sure that everyone understands where this came he from. Made this, he made this for me in 2020. It's still, it's a little thick. It's like I wash it a couple of times and I don't want to wash it because I don't want to wear it as much because Aaron made this one. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, he made this by hand. Like he put like the crystals on it and stuff. It's beautiful. So was yeah. it important to you to continue the merch after his passing? Like, was was that something that you felt obligated to do? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was doing it before, so... Um, you know, in our garage during COVID, I, I said, Hey, you know, why don't we expand the merch and do more stuff? And then we did, and we kept on putting more and more styles. And then, you know, I just continue his legacy and do what he would have wanted me to do this. So. So to clear this up, you started this together. Well, yeah, he had the merch, but not the designs. Like he would, ha uh, before me, he had like regular designs, but mm -hmm. nothing with like colors like this and like fun stuff. So I, you know, we expanded it both together. So this was a collaboration <laughs> for the two of you, like as a couple, this was. Yeah, like we, I did like the first one that I did was called Blue Lagoon or Aaron made it. And I was like, oh, I love that. Let's do more and more colors. And we did more tie dyes. We did the tie dye designs. Then he did this butterfly thing, which I don't know how to do this one, but you know, it's like one of a kind that he made, but. Well, it's beautiful. And, and Juliana, I see you're wearing the merch too. I feel left out. I made that one. <laughs> you made that? I boxes are full. Yeah, Mel Melanie did this and it's exactly like Erin's stuff. So she, she's amazing. My boxes are oh, full. Good. I have no place anymore because I have a lot of large merch from the Love Collection. I feel yeah. left out. Now I need to order some. I feel left out. So it's interesting to hear that you were in the garage making merch. You know, I don't think a lot of people realize how dedicated you were to this relationship. And I think it's important that people realize, hey, there was no drop shipping, okay? Melanie was in the garage helping make this merch and send it out. So I think people are making all these weird assumptions. You know, like, don't make assumptions. You don't know what was going on. She was fully involved. And I love that this is a creation between the both of you. I know. And it's, an, it's something that you can continue on you know, and his legacy. And I think that it's beautiful. And I, I see so many fans online wearing the merch and they really love oh, what thank you're you. doing. And yeah. they love that they're you're continuing on his legacy. And I see you reposting videos and so many girls wearing the merch. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to see the people really appreciating Aaron and appreciating what he contributed. Yeah, he wanted everybody to, you know, have a love. He gave them away all the time. We would keep them in our trunk and he would just give them away to people that were friendly out on the streets, you know, like in the gas stations, like the grocery store. I mean, there was really good things he did, too. I mean, one time some I remember we were at a grocery store during COVID and this little boy um, in local in Lancaster was like, I, I love your shoes. And Aaron was like, have them. And he literally gave him his shoes and was like walking barefoot after that and gave and the boy was forever, you know, a fan. Like, he was so happy. He was like, I can't believe you do that. And he did really sweet things like that. People don't it's, know. It's so important that people hear these things, because like I said earlier, people just believe what they saw on TikTok. They don't know any of the other things yeah. that happened. So 
but that's the side it. of me that I wanted to, for, you know, I wanted to salvage that. I wanted that Aaron back, you know? It's unfortunate. And I know that was the man you fell in love with, that kind hearted, yeah. decent person who loved everyone, who wanted everyone to be included. That was who you fell in love with. And I know that's what kept you in that in that relationship because everyone's like, oh, why one of the kind. At the end of the day, yes, he did some, you know, pretty upsetting things and hurtful things that, you know, but I mean, that is what I fell in love with. Oh, let's talk about um, where people can order the merch in case you're watching this podcast and you're not like, like if you're a George Mossy Show fan and you're not um, hip on that. So where yes. are we going to order this merch from? Um, Aaron Carter dot love. Perfect. Aaron Carter dot love. Go put yeah. your orders in. These are custom made guys. These yeah. are custom so you're getting custom made merch, which I feel very, very left out. So I'm going to go. I'm going to send you one and Julian oh. is getting a whole, a whole uh, bag of goodies. Oh, yes. Yes. I feel left out. Like, I feel like I didn't get the memo. Just Everyone tell me your size and I'm going to send you some stuff so you can wear some blood merch. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank I you so much. Aaron would want that. And you're really kind and you're, you know, you are, I feel like you're a good interviewer and I feel, I felt your energy, like I felt comfortable. I don't really do interviews often, but I felt your energy was good. And Julian, oh, is good. Thank so. you. I just have one motto is treat everyone like they're a human being. And I know a lot of interviewers don't, you know, I feel like people are shock value interviewers and they want to get you on the video and, and get you to react and hurt your feelings or say something un, un something that you don't want to talk about. And I feel like that's not, that's not what it's about. I feel like everyone needs to be treated like a human first. I don't care if you're a celebrity, you're on TV, you have 20 Grammys, you're a person first. And I want to make sure that I respect people as people. So we're coming towards the end um, of everything. So, Melanie, I wanted to ask you if there's anything that you wanted to talk about or clear up before we end this, because I know this is the first time that we've heard from you. So I want to yeah. make sure that you have the opportunity to tell anything that you want people to know, because after such a long time of silence, it must feel very um, invigorating to finally speak and use your voice. Um, I mean... What what do you think we could what else could we talk about? Is there anything um that people have been saying or rumors or anything that you just want people to know the truth? Because there's so many your name comes up a lot in a lot of different things. And I know it has to bother you. You know, you're out does, living yeah, your life and, and, and being a mom and then people are saying horrific things about you. So if there's anything that you want to to clear up and, and discuss, well, I'm leaving the floor open to you. For instance. Um I mean, honestly, I think they're going to do what they want to do. And, you know, there's the there's what they see. And then there's the truth, you know. So yeah, exactly. there's a lot of there are some people that know the difference of what's going on. And, you know, it's I mean, there's so much to. There's so much to really talk about. But, you know, I know we're only in this for a little bit to get into detail. But. um. It's just, there's a lot. I mean, there's always going to be answers that were, that were not answered for me. You know, like, I'll never know. So. so I think it's important for Melanie uh, also to, I don't know, to show the world. Because Aaron had a lot of friends who scammed him. And mm -hmm. everyone says, oh, Melanie is a gold digger or she just won his money. But Melanie was good before he met Aaron. Um, yeah, that's always an issue, you know. That was always an issue with people, like, 
the stuff I see online, like they're mm-hmm. saying, you know, like she use it. Like I, I came into the relationship with, you know, bank account and like I built our family together. And unfortunately he had a lot of people scamming him all the time, especially during breakups. I mean, that was when it would happen cars and his assistants, you know, like doing all this stuff, scamming him. And it was just really bad. So, and I always had to come back and pick up all the pieces and deal with all right. of that. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, oh. you were the one person who actually had his back, and it's it's Thank unfortunate. You. I appreciate that. It's unfortunate that you know he and other other people don't see it, but when when things fell down and fell apart, you were the constant. And I life. tried were- my hardest, but I was defeated. But all these people were interfering with it, with interfering with me getting him sober, getting him just everything. It was a constant battle. The, I, the cloud chase trying to get off of his mute like it's just it's crazy it's so unfortunate juliana what do you, what do you want to say before we end this today uh, um a lot of things because of melanie because i really feel sorry because melanie and i was talking a lot of times and i know a lot of details and i think it's important that she really yes. know the world that he has his her own personality and that she was not like just his fiance and a gold digger because she's not she was helping Aaron with money or with other stuff I paid for his rehab in the last three months but he canceled it a couple times and then I didn't really get that you know like I tried that wasn't free you know and things no. like people I leave that stuff out you know I tr- like all the lawyer fees from our custody stuff with the, you know the social workers and stuff it was hundreds of thousands of dollars oh like yeah I don't even want to get into the numbers but it was pretty pricey and that really was hard the last year was the hardest year yeah. of my life and then now another hard year so it's never gotten easier yeah yeah or she or people say, yeah, Melody just want to control him or take his friends away. And I think uh, there's when- a difference. There's what you see that's not good for Aaron. And Aaron even told me he goes when I first met him, he's like, you know, I like I said, how come you don't have any friends or family? I was asking him that he's like, I just keep to myself. And I was actually OK with, you know, me and just him and, you know, occasional friend here and there. Like he had like a lifetime friend from like 10 years ago. I never really had problems with him, things like that. But then it was the people that were trying to manipulate him and be a part of all of that. That's the worst part. So in actuality, you were trying to help him weed out the people who shouldn't be there. And I think people are are confusing that with controlling. Like you said, there's a difference between trying to be controlling and having someone's best interest at hand. And I think you could see through what these people were were doing. He could see through them too, just so you know. When he was in, he would, yes, really. And then he would just bring them right back. Wow. That's so unfortunate. I wish... I really do wish that he had better people around him because I just feel like he didn't have anyone that he could really trust, you know, and, and that I don't know what that's that's like. You know, I would never I've never dream of achieving the type of fame and notoriety that Aaron did, but it puts you in a very lonely place and he doesn't know who's actually there for him, who's not. And I can't imagine how lonely a person can feel knowing that everyone around you wants something from you. I can't imagine yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he wanted to grow up. He said, you know, I'm getting old. Like, I want to have a family. I don't want to be doing all this stuff. And then it would just backfire. It would, like, we would take a step back, you know, start good and then take a step back. Then assistant comes over and says, let me, let me buy you another shiny car with a different color today. And I'm like, do we really need that? Is that necessary? Like, I'm scamming him all the time. All right, Juliana, anything else? Yeah, um, I think that Aaron now felt that people were scamming him and that Melanie just knows how she can handle his because of his manic. And I think when you are his fiance, you you know how your um, fiance works and you know um, how you can handle someone when they are have mental health problems or issues. And I think um, people think, yeah, she just wants to control him or she's crazy or no, she's not. I think that she knows what was the best for him. And that's why she don't want that he was around with people who scammed him the whole time because she been clear and she saw the whole time it was like not good people around him. Yeah, especially on the tour and stuff with his one of his old friends and then came back into the picture. When one le- when one left, there was a new one. <laughs> yeah, it's like a what do you call that? A cycle. It's a cycle. Yeah, when you rid one, or what do people call it? They call it a cockroach a cycle. You kill one, another one pops up, right? You know, like you you can't. It's a never ending battle. It's like you you figure one out and you you shoo them away, then someone else is there, and it's like being in in his position. There's always somebody who wants to make a buck off of you. It's never anyone with and the control. I mean, one was trying to get his uh, executor of the state in and try to get him, but it was never notarized. And this was they tried to do this while he was still alive. Yes, that's very, very questionable. That's a very questionable thing to do because Aaron is a very he was a very young man. So that is a very questionable yeah, thing to do. I have, yeah, the, the see all the questions I have and all the it's just it's. Wow. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna because of what's going on. I have a few things going on, but I don't want to like get into that in full detail. But right, right. I understand. So, um, if anybody wants to book a session with Juliana, um, she's gonna be tagged in this video. She does um a lot of different types of sessions. She can see um things going on now with people alive. She can speak to souls that have passed on, and um, Melanie was able to do that, and she was able to get some closure from her fiance, Aaron Carter, which I think was extremely important because in this, this is never going to be an easy situation to be in. It's never going, the pain is never going to go away. But I do believe that the sessions that she had with Juliana did make the pain a little less harsh and hurtful as she goes through this. Because as we heard, this has been a very tough time for you. And I want to say thank you for being a part of this and sharing this with us because I know this was very difficult for you. You are not a public person. You no. don't go, you don't clear up rumors, you don't speak out, you you live your life in a very private way. So I know, thank you for doing that. I know this was not easy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was it was good to talk it out a little bit and give my side of the story. Look, the little side, there's so much more that went on, but you know. Absolutely. And Juliana, thank you for joining us. I'm so glad you could be thank here you. to give us a little insight on these very deep emotional sessions that you had 
with the late Aaron Carter and his fiance Melanie. Again, guys, um, make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, GeorgeMossy.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, type in the George Mossy Show. It's on all streaming platforms. And Juliana and Melanie are both tagged in this video because if you don't follow them, what are you doing? You need to follow them both. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. I'm going to talk to everybody really soon.